0: So do you want to do you want to actually talk about the thing that I wanted to talk to you about?
1: Yes, please.
0: Okay, um, Jenny Dietrich, I have one now. Let's say two questions that okay, I really just want you to answer. That's it, and then you're off the hook. First question is: If you were in charge of all insurance, what would you do to make people stop hating it?
1: If I were in charge of all insurance,
0: for the moment.
1: What would I do to help people stop hating it? Well, for one, I would make sure that your the premiums that you pay every month actually go to something if there's an event versus the rigmarole that you have to go through of, well, this isn't covered and that's not covered. And even though you have this insurance, this isn't covered. And then you end up paying more out of pocket. So I would do that. I would make it much more affordable. Um,
0: You're talking like, really, these are like really hard things. To I was hoping for like something like a little more fluffy, like make a nice little video, put like a cat somewhere. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, you could make a nice little video and put a cat in there. That would probably work. Some puppies would work probably. Cute babies. Yeah. Yeah. That would probably work.
0: All right. So let's, all right. So you, you took the gloves off really early. So let's get into that. Um, all right. Uh, yes. So premiums. So this is. I find it being somebody that has had conversations with people about insurance. There's a very difficult. There's a lot of work that needs to go into having somebody understand the just the financial workings of sure. it.
1: Sure. Sure.
0: And it's how do you do that and have them still want to like live life because they just don't like twenty minutes and they're done. Like their brain is just next to them on the floor and. How do you how do you simplify that message? How do you how do you say like listen? Because I feel like we're really just I think insurance in general is just terrible at telling the story of you know it's like especially health insurance that's my bread and butter. It's like hey listen, there's a little kid that would have been dead, but it's not dead because you know you guys paid a lot of money to help you know make sure that they could have this operation, right? And I think you're saying is that you feel like there's some sort of lack of transparency to where that that funds those monies are going and how they're being distributed and all that fun stuff. Like how do we, not
1: necessarily, I don't know that it's necessarily a lack of transparency, but I think it's, I think it's a, a deeper human nature issue in that some people don't care that their premiums are going to help the sick kid. They want the premiums to go to support their sick kid and when, or their preg their baby's birth or their cancer care or whatever happens to be. And I think that that's that's the bigger issue because it's not a it's not a there are plenty of people in this country who don't care. Like they are not decent human beings who want to help other human beings.
0: Well that's a little bit more of a depressing answer I wasn't prepared for. Not giving me a lot to work with here, Jenny.
1: So, so, <laughs> I mean it's a challenging it's a really challenging industry that you're in because of all of the issues and you know we went through the Affordable Care Act and now it's being reversed and you have millions of people who are on that who may not be insured so you have all of these layers that it's really difficult to simplify and make into a cute cat video I mean it is it's a really challenging and emotional thing
0: you really let me down I thought like within 30 minutes this thing would be solved and we would have been done I just move on in my life we could have had it checked off I thought would be good, and you're really just yeah, sorry. Um, okay. So, so it's not a lack of transparency. It's a lot of people are just kind of selfish. So let's say let's spin it positively here. PR a little work here. So we we need to empower them about the comfort of the security of their own family and their own well-being. Would that be correct? Would there be more reassurance of that? Like, what is like again? Because I agree that yes, the You know, they just, they're not as concerned as you might want them to be with other people. Um, So how do you, I feel like we're missing something about this whole thing.
1: Well, one of the things that I've actually talked to some friends about is this idea that part of the reason our healthcare is so expensive is because we don't tend to go to the doctor for just preventative care for, you know, colds or the flu or whatever happens to be. And especially in our 20s and early 30s, we don't really take care of ourselves. So, is there some sort of solution where you can provide, like, you know, a birch box type subscription where it's once a month you pay your subscription and that includes your two dentist visits a year, it includes a monthly consultation with a doctor. It, include, like, it includes pieces that would help with the preventative piece of it so that eventually we get to the point where we're not having these catastrophic events that cost so much money.
0: You really, I mean, you're just baiting me so hard to get on my soapbox. <laughs> like this is, this is like three quick, like I've tried three times now like, to just not like, these like get me on my healthcare like soapbox. Like you're trying real hard. So, 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 All right. So one, I got to do this real quick, just if we could, I'm gonna do this um, one I think I think what you're talking about is coming um actually um there are there are hospital providers and doctors that are um starting to work on a results-based like kind of initiative sort of thing where they're contracting with hey listen we're going to treat you x amount of times based on whatever just to keep you at a certain level as opposed to being reactionary to the thing I think that's coming I think it's going to Ultimately, bend the cost curve down. So that's good, but it's going to take probably a little bit longer than we hope—maybe over to five years. Sure,
1: which. sure, but, yeah. Uh,
0: what does that do the actual care? I don't know. Um, so I think I think there's, I think there's, I think there is a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. Hopefully, uh, two. You mentioned, and I got it because I'm just going to do it real quick, like a bandit. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to lose health coverage uh, with the Affordable Care Act. I just don't think that's something they could pull off. I don't think anybody is. Um, one thing that is going to happen actually already happened. They extended short-term policies to be 12 months. Uh, so like as opposed to being three months at a time, you can now buy a short-term policy for 12 months, which is just going to make the affordable care act pool, like just a dumpster fire of people that just are unhealthy. So that's going to help destroy it. So if you've kind of been watching, like they've been slowly just like dismantling it piece by piece for like the little things that you get at. Right. Um, but they can't take it away from everybody that was healthy. We just got to figure out a way for the people that are sick and cost a lot of money, um, to pay, you know, like just everybody that was, again, people that were unhealthy were paying disproportionately. And like, it's just, it's just a train wreck, like $1,500 for a family of four sort of thing. Like, it's just ridiculous. Um, okay. Now let's focus on, I had to get that out. I just had to get it out, Jenny. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. Um, (laughs) But, um, since most of the audience is predominantly like they could care less about health insurance. So every time I talk about health insurance, like Joe, here he goes about his health insurance. Um, let's, let's focus on less serious stuff like your house and your car and your boats and your, and your, all your fun stuff. Um, even that in general, people still like, you know, like even like the one time in like the 20 years that they own a house that they have a claim and like, Oh, they're not going to cover it because of such and such thing. I just feel like we're just really terrible at communicating across the board. Like, how it works and and is there something, I'm just, I'm hoping, I just, I was hoping that you had like a secret for me, Ginny, and it doesn't sound like you do. And I'm just, I'm just getting sad.
1: I'm very, I'm very sad to disappoint you. Ah. Um, but I, I, I do agree that there's a communication issue because you think you're buying one thing and it's communicated one way, and then when you do have a claim, you discover that though no, that's not actually the case at all. I'll give you a really good example. We had our pipes burst in our basement um, right after New Year's, and so we had to gut the the whole thing, carpet, baseboards. Oh yeah. That. yeah, great experience. Yeah, um, and the insurance company told us that the carpet that we put in 10 years ago has depreciated and so they can no longer give us the value of what it would cost to actually put the same exact thing in now because it's more expensive now. They're giving us the cost of it that it was 10 years ago, minus 50% depreciation, which is one of those things where you're like, what? (laughs) So
0: so Ginny, So here's, here's the thing I got, I got, I might have to call your agent out on this. So that's, that's like an insurance agent problem.
1: Well, but that's, I mean, that's, I think that's the experience that a lot of people have. And I think you're right. It goes to a communication issue because the messaging across the board is not the same.
0: So that's, that's actual cash value like versus replacement cost. Correct. So you didn't have replacement cost on your basement or maybe all of your contents in your house.
1: We do. We do. Now? Yes, we did before.
0: Why well, uh,
1: we're, I mean, we're fighting. It's, it's just an example. And we're fighting the, the insurance company about it. But the yeah. fact that we have to fight on it is ridiculous. Do so you have like, replacement
0: costs and they're not giving you replacement costs on the carpet?
1: No, 50% depreciation.
0: Hmm. Again, yeah, this is outside is. of my, again, I'm not a, I'm a health insurance guy, but so again, I agree. Like this stuff happens all the time. Right. And It's annoying. And I don't know why it is that way, because let's be honest. I mean, the the cost of that 50% of that cost of that carpet, like. Versus, like, the you know, your experience with said company, you know, I mean, like, that's it's just going to ruin your experience for basically ever, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely,
0: yeah. And you will probably switch next year, my guess,
1: absolutely, yeah. And that's the thing about it is, I think most people feel that there's a bait and switch with insurance, and until there's something that happens, you like. We, I mean, I'm not in the business, you're in the business, so you're more educated on it than I am, but the people that you're communicating with are not in the business, and it's not something that they really care to dig dig deep into and really understand, because it's just part of life. So they go in and they say, okay, and they trust the, the person that's sitting in front of them, and they go through all the options, and they choose the best option for them, but until something happens, they don't fully realize what it is that they bought and now they have to make a different decision because they feel like they just got screwed right so i think there's a it is an education and a communication thing but it's also something i think you're challenged with that is not something that people really care about so the ongoing right the ongoing education and awareness you're just not going to get because people only pay attention when they need it they're not going to pay attention all the time
0: yeah. That's the story of my life. Yeah. I mean, it's like nobody, nobody cares. Like, they, like that's the worst thing you can do is like talk to somebody when they don't want to have to deal with their insurance. Right. It's just the thing Absolutely. that's supposed to consistently sit in the background and, yep. and we could want to think that they might want to, you know, enjoy it as being excited about it as much as we do. But I, so I do think, I do think one company and we don't really like them or it's, they're kind of, it's a little bit of a dirty word around these parts, but you probably are familiar. Lemonade, uh, with lemonade, maybe have you heard of lemonade? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, like, they they like they have their problems, and we're like, we like, we take, we take our shots at them, but, I mean, ultimately, they're trying to change that conversation, right? They're trying to tell a different mm-hmm, story.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm mm-hmm. uh, Losing a lot of money doing it. Uh, their loss ratios are terrible, but, you know, whatever. They're actually opening up to selling independent, allowing independent agents to sell their product now, which has mm-hmm. stirred quite a debate. Ryan did a video on it last week and got quite a bit of attention, but does, is it going to take... More companies like that, more kind of insure tech startups to kind of dedicate themselves to telling a different story, and, and, and it sounds like you know doing something, just doing insurance slightly different to to maybe change that hatred. It's a strong word.
1: Yeah, I, I yes, I think innovation and coming in and kind of disturbing the just you know d- creating some disruption is definitely. I mean, that's the case with any industry. I think that definitely is going to lead to some of this. I still don't know that you're going to get people to care like you want them to, but.
0: I, I never say I want anybody to care. I just, I just don't want them to, I guess I get, I get, I guess what I think, I think all of us are trying to do is like, again, like the, just the the economics of it. Right. And, and I guess us as you know agents, you know, we kind of are at, 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 you know, we're kind of at arm's length with the thing of, you know, like we can say like it should work this way. But then like you said, like, we don't know what kind of mood the insurance <laughs> company is going to be in five years from now when your carpet gets destroyed. Right. And so but part of our reputation is kind of put out on a limb as well. So um, it's just, uh, it's just that it's just that it's just so much kind of teenage angst and animosity that just kind of kind of drives at you during the whole process. It's like people have bad attitudes and it's just, it's really draining. It's just, you know, when they say like, I wish your job didn't exist sort of thing. You know, it's just how do we make those things happen, you
1: know? <laughs> You're like, thanks, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, I've had that
0: said to me, you know, just more than once, but you know, whatever. Wow.
1: Well, and I'm sure people do feel that, that way, but I do think there's, I mean, to your point, there is some disruption coming and I do think it, it is reliant on some startups to change the conversation. Because I don't think you're going to get, you know, the state farms and the American families to do it. They're too comfortable.
0: Well, that's very true. So, well, let's see if we can maybe bring this a little bit. We'll zoom this down into something maybe a little more controlling. This is the second question that I have. What can we, the agents, the people on the ground, the people having the conversations, is there something that we can do to maybe help soften the blow, again, change the story, tell our story as kind of our relationship in the whole process differently? Because we've been pretty terrible at it ourselves too.
1: I think as a, as a, an industry. You've been terrible at it, but I do think there are, there are, (laughs) there are people like you and like Ryan Hanley and other people in the industry that are doing a phenomenal job and it's continuing to educate and build awareness and create that credibility so that when somebody does, is ready to make that decision, they know they can come to you and get the right answers and, and have it be told in a transparent way that's not, you know, hiding pieces of it that you're like, okay, this part sucks, but here's what you should be thinking about. And I think you guys already do that.
0: So you just, so you're saying we just need to have more agents that are comfortable telling people how much of it sucks and how much of it is good. And yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, I always go back to this example because it's a really good one. But when Marcus Sheridan was, you know, building up his pool company online and he did a comparison with his competition and he said, actually these guys do this better than us and we do this. Like he did a whole checklist, you know, and showed what his competitors did better. And I think it's, it's that, that's what develops trust. And if there are more of you out there doing it, and maybe there doesn't need to be more of you. Maybe you just need to do more yourself and become the only, the only uh, people out there who people trust. I mean, he's the only pool guy people trust. So you could be the only insurance guys.
0: I appreciate your ambitions for us.
1: Well, you're already light years ahead, so you may as well take it, own it.
0: it sure. Okay. I think the, uh, the the question then is, a lot of us we assume that we're in competition with each other, and we're not really. Right. Because you know, oh, and i, I honestly, I talked to tons of agents, but we none of us do the same thing. Like we're in different states, we focus on different niches. Right. And is is there just a lack of awareness from that front too? It's just like we're we're really not competitors, like. Like there, there could be more kind of communication and just, just more kind of awareness of what it is that we actually do.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's another human nature thing where people feel like they're competing when in fact you're not. I mean, we find that in our industry too, where you own a PR firm, so you must be a comp- competitor and that's just not the case. It's not the case. There's plenty of business for everybody and you can as an industry grow and do better if you work together.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, I mean, you told me one time, like you guys only focus on like four or five industries. Is that still right. the case? Yeah. Yeah. What are your, what are your big, what are your big ones?
1: Manufacturing and e-commerce. Like it's not, we're not, we're not going to work with insurance companies. We don't work with consumer businesses. We don't do big brands. Like that's where we focus is.
0: I really, so like if like the dude from travelers college up and says, Ginny, I want you to help me make people not hate us. It's not a call you're going to take. Nope. Um, I mean, I
1: would take the call and I would refer them to a friend who I've made in the industry who focuses on
0: that. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I thought I could at least get you that. You know, I thought that was. <laughs> All right. So then, tell me your perspective. Just, I mean, I've kind of asked my questions. Like, what is your perspective of the industry and just kind of that whole PR kind of mess whatever angle that you see it. Like like what's like, if you were to come at it, like what's, what angle would you come at it from?
1: I mean, from a, I think there's, there are two issues. I think there, one is lack of education and two is perception and perception unfortunately is reality. So there has to be a big movement to change people's perception of the insurance industry. And that includes transparency and talking about the things that suck and major education in times that people just don't want it.
0: I don't think just for my dealings and the limited time that I have with insurance companies, like they're still very like they're going to look in the mirror for like 30 minutes before they walk out sort of thing. like, they're just, they're a little, little self-conscious. Like, Will they ever sure. get to that point or is it going to happen? Maybe, maybe not. Somebody else like the, the other companies, like for them to kind of realize. like, Yeah,
1: I think the industry is going to be disrupted and you're going to, I mean, you're seeing that in other industries as well. The automotive industry is getting hugely disrupted. So e- yeah. either the major insurance companies go along for the ride and they do evolve and they do change and they innovate or they die and it that very well could happen.